Jesus name, amen. Somebody, right quickly. If you came to church with your Bible, I want you to open to the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 21. Shortly today, I'm just going to be a short exhortation and encouragement. Genesis chapter 21. Let's start reading from verse 8. The child grew and was weaned. And on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. For Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had bore to Abraham was mocking. She said to Abraham, get rid of that slave woman and her son. For that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son, Isaac. Verse 11. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, do not be so distressed about the boy and your Slave woman, listen to what Sarah tells you because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a great nation also because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulder and then sent her off with a boy. She went on her way, and we wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin had gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bow shot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the crying of the boy, and then an angel of the Lord called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She, so she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy to drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an uncle. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. We have been looking at Lessons we learn along the way. So far, we have looked at love. We have dealt with the power of forgiveness. We have also looked at the law 
and marriage, which lawyer Ahin was here. And the last time we met, we dealt with commitment. Today, I want us to continue. I just want to exalt and encourage somebody. I'm going to talk to you about what I call, I did not choose it, but I must survive it. I did not choose this, but I must survive it. Father, we thank you. Bless your word and bless us. Our text today considers a family, a prominent family in the Bible. And the members of this family, we are all aware of them. Abraham, the father of the house, Sarah, the mother of the house. Hagar, the mother of Ishmael, who was and became a wife to Abraham. Then we can talk about Isaac. We have heard so much about Abraham. We have read so much about him. How God dealt with him wondrously. How God blessed him. So much that today you and I, we still enjoy the blessings of Abraham. But today I want to talk about Hagar and her son Ishmael, which we normally don't hear. I want to say that in life along the way, you will come in contact, you will encounter things that you didn't create. Things that you did not cause. It will affect you so much that you will think that nothing good can come out of you. But the truth is that if Hagar succeeded, you must succeed. If Ishmael overcame, you must overcome. So far as you have life inside of you, you must succeed. You may not have chosen it, but you have to survive it. We are privileged in life to choose a lot of things. You can choose whom you want to marry. That is in your hands. You can choose what to eat. You can choose where you want to work. You have the privilege to choose what you want to watch. The kinds of friends that you have. We have the privilege to choose all these things. We have the privilege even to choose the kind of church we want to worship inside. And thank God you chose this church. Again, we have the privilege to choose whether to worship God or to worship an idol. And if we chose to worship God, we can also decide how far we want to go with God, how deep we want to get into the things of God. All these things are at our disposal. However, there are certain things in life 
that you cannot choose, that you did not choose. I wish you could, but you cannot. You cannot choose your parents. You cannot choose where you want to be born. I believe that if we had that choice, we would have decided a lot of us would have chosen to stay in U.S. Some of you would have gone to Dubai. Some would have gone to Japan, Jamaica, and all those places. And probably it will be left with me and my wife standing here preaching. But that choice was not given to you. You would have loved to be born into a very rich family. But that was not it. You were born into some village somewhere, corner somewhere. That is how you came into the world. Some of you were born to single parents. That is how you came into this world. And for those of you who were born with silver spoon in your hands, God bless you. But majority of Ghanaians were born into average homes where you had to struggle your way out. Some of you were born into homes that education was not a priority. Some were born into families where farming was the order of the day. You wanted something better. But that is how you came into this world and you cannot do anything about it. You can't fast and pray against it. It will not work. But the truth is that where you were born must not influence how you will turn out in life. Moses was raised in the house of Pharaoh. A house dominated by idols. A house where they didn't have respect for God. That is how Moses was raised. But Moses did not become an idol worshiper. Why? Because he, he identified himself with the people of God. He located his identity. He got to a point where he told himself... I don't belong to this house. I belong to this place. What happened? He found his identity. And his identity said, you belong to God. You belong to the God of Israel. That is how come Moses became a leader instead of becoming an idol worshiper. He did not allow where he was raised to influence his life. Talk about Joseph. Joseph was raised in a home where immorality was the order of the day. So much that a woman, a married woman, can walk to this young man and tell this man, I want to have a, a, a sexual relation with you. He could have decided to do anything, but he never forgot his God. He never forgot his identity. He never forgot where he came from. This morning, you may have been raised 
in a very poor home. But that must not define your future. That must not affect your life. You have to find your identity. Your identity is in Christ. And in Christ you can do all things. It doesn't matter where you were born and how you were raised. You can influence your future. One day, David went to the house of Saul and said, Is there anybody in this house that I can show favor for the sake of my friend Jonathan? And the servant there, Ziba, said, Well, we have one person. His name is called Mephibosheth. But this person is crippled. What happened? At the age of five years, when his father was killed, when he was fighting, Saul the king committed suicide. And it was the normal practice that if a king should die in that manner, every member of his family would be killed. In the course of that, the nurse who was taking care of Mephibosheth took hold of him and was running. As a result of that, he fell from her hand and that is how come his legs got broken and he became crippled. He did not choose to become crippled. It was not his decision that he will end in that manner. But that decision had no influence on his life because in a later date, David came in to help him out of that situation. Today, God is sending a helper to you. God is sending a helper. Somebody in the form of David who will come and say that you may not have chosen to, to be here. This was not your decision, but I have come to help you survive it. You will not die as a cripple. You will live and enjoy on my table because this is where you belong. The Lord is sending a helper to you, somebody. Now let's talk a little bit about Abraham. The Bible tells us that Abraham got himself a wife in Sarah. And in the course of their journey, they found themselves in Egypt. Now, when they got to Egypt, Abraham presented his wife to the king as his sister. And the Bible describes Sarah as somebody that was so beautiful that the king could not resist that beauty. So much that he wanted to marry her. But in the night, an angel of the Lord came to the king. He says, my friend, you can try all other women, but this one don't try. Because if you do, I will strike you death. So in the next morning, the king went to Abraham says, is that how you are? How can you do this? You know I am a, a, a man who loves women. 
I wanted to marry your sister, sorry, your wife. But you told me that she was your sister. Now take your wife and pack yourself and leave. Now, as part of the package, the king gave Hagar to Abraham as part of the package. The king said, it will be better for you, Hagar, to live with this powerful man of God whose wife he presented as a sister but an angel came to speak to me. It would be better for you to live with him than to live and stay in this palace. Hagar did not have a choice. She was living in the king's palace but a higher authority took her out of the palace and put her in the house of Abraham. Not as a mistress, but as a slave. How sad it is that sometimes in life things turn so bad. Things that we never thought, we never prayed about it. We never assumed that it will happen to us. But somewhere, somehow, it happens to us. I'm sure she was just telling herself, how can this man do this to me? In the palace, I eat when I want to. In the palace, I have people who serve me. But in the house of Abraham, I am going to be a slave and I'm going to serve another woman. That is what even pained her. She didn't choose it. But she had to survive. And to add more salt to, how do you call it? Injury to salt or salt to injury, whichever way it is. When Abraham and his wife were having issues with childbirth, the two of them sat down and decided, with Sarah being the head of the meeting, Abraham. I have realized that the Lord doesn't love me. He doesn't think about me. He doesn't care about me. He has decided to shut my womb. So I'm not giving birth. But what I want you to do is I want you to take this woman, Hagar, to be a wife and give birth with her for me. So in all these things, Hagar did not have a choice. She was forced to be in a situation that she could not decide her faith. This morning, some of you, you are in situations that is similar to that of Hagar. You, have, you find yourself in, in, in an awkward position. You are located in a place that it is becoming difficult for you to do things. Like it happened to Hagar. Somebody decided that let's take her, impregnate her, so that she will give birth, not for herself, but for her mistress. And I could just imagine Hagar sitting behind their house 
and crying. God, I didn't choose this. It was not my decision to come from this family. Why am I suffering like this? It was not my decision to be born to a single parent. Why am I finding it difficult to eat? It was not my decision to be born to a man who doesn't care about me. Why should I suffer? Why should I suffer? God, I didn't choose to be here. I was supposed to be in the palace. But look at me and look at where I find myself. I have to give in to a man that I don't love. A man that I never share love conversations with. I had to give in to such a man. And I could imagine Haggai crying. She didn't have a choice. Had to stay in. Some of you don't have a choice. You have to stay in there. You wanted to further your education, but the money is not there. You have to stay in there. You wanted to do something else, but the opportunity does not simply present themselves. You have to stay in there. And Hagar had to take a decision. And she said, I will run from this house. I will not stay here to be treated like this. Because when she took in the seed, Sarah's attitude towards her changed. She was treated badly. Things that other slaves were supposed to do, she was forced to do. Even though aside her, there were over 300 slaves that they could have used. But she was forced to do things that others could have done. So she decided to run and leave the house. With the baby inside her, she left the house. And the Bible says that while she was running, she went somewhere and she was, she was in pain and all of that. And an angel of the Lord appeared to her and says, Hagar, where are you going? What kind of life have you chosen? What do you want to make out of your life? Where do you think you are going? Listen, the child inside of you, I have a plan and a purpose for this child. I want you to go back, stay in that house and survive it. I want you to go back to your mistress and serve your mistress. Submit to her. I know why I place you in that family. I know why I ask that you be placed in the house of Abraham. Go back and survive it. This morning, the word of God to somebody is that God wants you to survive it. It is difficult, but he says that my daughter, I want you to survive it. Don't run from your challenge. Stay in and survive it. It is difficult, but you have to survive it. I was listening to this young man, Enjoy FM, radio presenter, Kujo Yangtze. Said he found himself in London. 
He wanted to go and uh, explore and enjoy stuff. Along the way in his journey, he found himself in coma and was hospitalized. The next moment, the doctors came and said, Koju, we are sorry to inform you that as young as you are, you have diabetes. He said, but I didn't choose this. He says, no, but you have it. It was not my decision. He said, yes, it was not, but you have it. And for the next years ahead of you, you have to stay with this kind of disease for the next of your life. It was a tough decision. It was so difficult because that is not what he thought. That is not what he decided. That is not what he wanted for himself. But he found himself in that kind of situation. What must he do? He had to do everything to fight that disease. He had to do everything to survive it. He has determined that in spite of the sickness, in spite of the disease, he will live to the full age that the Lord God has given to him. He will not allow that sickness to kill him as young as he is. This morning, I don't know what you are contending with, but whatever that you are going through, God wants you to survive it. He knows you can survive it. He knows you are capable. He knows you can handle it. I heard this story of this woman who was one of the world explorers. She used to run around with her husband all over the world. Exploring and visiting and doing all kinds of things. One day the plane that they were in crashed into the mountain. The husband died instantly. She got, she became crippled and she was confined in the hospital for a number of months. The doctors came to her and they said, young lady, we are sorry to tell you that for the next rest of your life, this is how you are going to be. You will never walk. You will never go out and enjoy what you are doing. But the lady told herself that I will not stay in this house and die. After three months she came out, she went about doing the things that she loved to do. She made a decision that even though I am crippled, this cripple will not stop me from becoming the person that God has for me. The angel told Hagar, go back and survive. I have never planned that you will run from your challenges. I didn't ask you to run from your difficulties. I didn't ask you to run from your challenges. You may have been rejected, but you have to survive it. You didn't have a parent, but your children must know you. You, you came out of a single home, but for you, your family and your marriage will not break. They will stay together and they will bring glory and honor to God. You could not pay your school fees, but for your children, you will pay their school fees. You could not get what you wanted. You didn't enjoy the best of life, but you have to survive it so that you can enjoy the best of life. Buy the things you want to buy. Go to the places you want to go. Live in the places you want to live. Drive the kinds of car that you want to drive. God says that I want you to survive. 
I want you to survive. Hagar, go back and submit. Let me share this story, then we are done for the day. Today, I just, just want to encourage you. Even as the year comes to an end, we are going to enter into a new year. You have to survive that year. I sought permission from her to, uh, to share this story. My wife, one, at one point in her life, the mom was doing so well. The mom had money and she was enjoying life so much that her school fees would be paid in advance. Whilst other children were being sacked, for her, hers would have been paid in advance. And she was enjoying food, wearing all kinds of dresses. But along the way, the mom's business went down. So much that she needed 80 Ghana cities then to go back to school. The mother could not afford it. And she had to go and stay with somebody. Something that she never thought would happen. She never chose it. To go and stay with somebody and work in a poultry farm. Feeding all kinds of hens and taking care, carrying all kinds of things. And she was eating all manner of food. Something that she never thought it would happen to her. But on her mind, she kept telling herself, I believe, that I may not have chosen this, but I will survive. I didn't choose to stay here, but I am going to survive. It is difficult, but I'm going to survive. It is hard, but I'm going to survive. And after working there for one year, instead of the people giving her 80 Ghana cities, they gave her 50 Ghana cities, short of 30 Ghana cities. And she, she, she had to go through all kinds of things to get the 80 Ghana cities to go back to school because she wanted to go to school. Even though the fees was not there, she had to go through all these things to get to school. She went to school and she was doing well. In fact, she did well. And to the glory of God, I want to say that she went back to UPS and to the glory and honor of God, she came out with a second class upper in accounting. Why? Because she said, I may not have chosen this, but I'm going to survive it. This morning, I don't care where you are and where you find yourself. You may not have chosen where you are, but you can survive it. If you have to go and work in a party farm, go and do it because you have to survive it. If you have to go and serve somebody, go and do it because you have to survive it. If you have to go and wash somebody's car to get your school fees, do it because you have to survive it. If you have to serve somebody to get what you want, do it because you have to survive. You cannot afford to do anything anyhow. It was not your fault that you were born like this, but you can survive it. It was not your fault that you were born into a broken home, but you must survive it. It was not your fault that you were born into a family where they didn't have money, but you must survive and you must have money. That amen is too short.
It was not your fault that you find yourself now where you are, but you must survive it. This morning, I just want to encourage you, tell yourself, I will survive it. I will not run away, but I will stay and survive. I will not leave, but I will stay and survive. With determination and hard work, I will survive. Stop accusing people, blaming people, accusing your parents. You didn't send me to school. That is why, yes, they didn't do it. But what are you doing now? Stop blaming the government. They are also they also have their own problems. You and I, you know the problems that they have. Leave them to do their own and let's solve our own where we are. For us, we have a bigger God who is on our side. He will help us to survive. He will bring in helpers to help you. He will bring in people that will come and support you to survive. Let's hold on to our God and tell ourselves, God, I may not have chosen this, but I'm going to survive. If Hagar survived, you will survive. If Ishmael survived, you will survive. This morning, just place your hand on your heart and say, God, I will survive. Just in a little while, just pray that God, all that I need is that I will survive. I didn't choose my location. But I want to survive. You may be in Oyibi. You have to survive. We are not different from people who are living in East Legon. We are not different from people who are living in cantonment. We are not different from people who are living in all the villas that we can find around. If they survive, we will survive. If they started businesses, we can survive and start a business. If they were able to complete their education, we are capable of doing same. I may not have chosen my parents, my father, my mother, my brothers and my sisters. That was not my decision. But my decision is that I will survive. I will not die in that poor house. I will not die in that small village. I will not die without buying any property. I will not die without building anything. I will not die without building anything. I will not die without building and buying my desired car. I will not die without raising and responsible children. I may not have chosen it, but I declare today, on this very day, in this very month, that I make a pledge that mark it on the world. Next year by this time, I will have a testimony of how I survived. Lord, help me. If others did it, 
will do it. If others are doing it, I'm even going to do it more. Stop pitying yourself. Stop looking up to people. Stop calling the uncles and the aunties who never pick your phones. Stop blaming your fathers and your mothers. You are already here. You can't do anything about it. Do something about how you will improve and progress in life. And put away the blame game. In life, we learn to survive things we didn't have a choice in choosing. Father, bless us. Help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. I see help coming to somebody. I hear help coming to somebody. We will lift up our eyes onto the hills. From where cometh our help? Our help does not come from the east. It does not come from the west. It does not come from the north. It does not come from the south. It does not come from the government. It does not come from your friends and your parents and anybody. Our help comes from the Lord. Help is coming for you to survive. Going forward, all that I want to hear is that I am surviving. I will survive. All that I want to hear is that I am surviving. No, I don't want to hear, and they didn't do it for me, and they didn't do it for me, and they didn't do it for me, and they have never called me. All that we want to hear in this house is that we are surviving in spite of the fact that they are not calling. In spite of the fact they are not coming. I will survive. Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the Lord will help you. I pray that the Lord will help you. I pray that the Lord will help you. And listen, you will survive. You must survive. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, if you came to church...